This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Happy Memorial Day to you. Uh, it is a uh, beautiful day here in central Mississippi. And um, man, I hope everything's going uh, down well, well down there for in uh, in Texas for you. I'm sure it's uh, hot and humid like uh, like every other day, right? Yes, sir. Uh, but beautiful, man. Texas is actually it's, it's uh, you know, it is hot. It is very humid. Uh, and we are in the you know full swing of the summer uh, summer session or, or summer break. Yeah. So uh, the kids are home. They are downstairs watching <laughs> watching uh, a movie, and uh, you know as long as everything goes well, we won't be interrupted. But you know what? It, it kind of brings <laughs> us back to Country Squire Radio Classic. Just back then, the you know I think I only had one child, and she was in that infant stage. So it was yeah in the background. But now it might be. <laughs> Dad, dad, the thing won't work. It's paused. A lot, you know, all that kind of good stuff. So. Didn't at some point we had uh, w- one of your children um, uh, like busted in the room? I think she just like started crawling in or something. <laughs> oh my gosh! It. Yeah, that, going that, back and between that and uh, you know errant dogs coming in and out of uh, of, of bedrooms and stuff while we're trying to you know barking in the background and <laughs> it's all kinds of wow. insanity, man. But uh, well, that's good, man. Yeah, actually, I think that was captured on the live live feed as well, like with my wife kind of coming back behind and like pulling that's the baby right. out of the room or something. Yeah, like that's that. right. I, yeah. I'd forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one way or the other, man. So we've, uh, we've got a great show yeah. and of course we are back. We, uh, we've got to give a major shout out and thank you uh, to all of you for tuning in for our 300th episode. Uh, but we have to, we have to get special thanks to the Viking pipe club out in St. Louis who really went above and beyond making us feel welcome, putting together our listener meetup and a shout out, of course, to uh, DWNSTL on YouTube, who actually created a behind-the-scenes video. Uh, we posted that on Facebook, on the Twitters. Check that out if you haven't already. But that was a blast. Dude, it was so much fun. Uh, yeah, seriously, big thanks to David and uh, all the all the good buddies up there at in uh, the Viking Pipe Club in the St. Louis area. And just, um, man, everyone getting together. That was just, it was so much fun. And uh, obviously, we had a great time with uh, Phil and um, Shannon and Marilyn and every, everyone there at, uh, at Missouri Mearsham and, um, so much awesome feedback, man, from that, from that show. We had a, had a really good time with that. So, um, just honored by everything, man, the enthusiasm for, um, you know, what we're, what we're doing and the community that, that y'all have built and, um, man, just look forward to the next 300, man. It, it, it fires me up. I, it was, it was incredibly encouraging and, uh, and, and something that, um, I, I don't know, well, I look back on with great, great fondness. It was really good. You know, it's funny. I was looking back on the pictures, of the videos uh, recently, and and one of the one of the pictures that really stood out, that really kind of blew up a little bit on Twitter, is uh, you know for those who have never been to the Missouri Meerschaum uh, headquarters, to their retail store up in front with kind of the the uh, the museum and everything, they've got so much corn cob pipe memorabilia, <laughs> and one of them. 
which is so incredible, is this this chair, this essentially this this cobbed throne that is very <laughs> reminiscent. It's very reminiscent of a popular culture throne icon, which I will not state what ends up happening with this particular throne icon because we're still pretty close to the end of Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, that's right. Your uh, dragon show ended. Isn't that right? Yeah, it did. Now, we're not going to spoil how it ended. Not going to spoil it at all. I mean, you know, some people were upset and that's a whole thing. But one way or the other, uh, you know, I, I got a picture in the Cobb's throne and I, I did, you know, I know, John David, you don't watch that show, yeah. but uh, you know, th- there's kind of this uh, this thing. Everybody, especially the royal folks, all have all these like crazy titles. And so, uh, you know, I, I decided, you know, I, I need to get in on this. So I decided to to give myself a did you did uh, you title yourself? I did title myself. Would you would you read <laughs> off the title? And and for those who haven't seen it, imagine me sitting in the cobbed throne, which is like the Iron Throne, but made almost entirely of corn cob pipes. Uh, please please uh, greet greet the the commoners and and let them know my name. I can't believe I'm about to read this. It says uh, the the cobbed throne. Bo, aka Frank Snyder of the House York, fourth of his name, the Untamped King of the Squires and the First Pipes. Caster of the Country Squire, Breaker of Names, and Father of Podcasts. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Da, 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 da. I, you know, I, man, <laughs> that's great, man. You know, that's that's kind of like the, uh, the the lawyer that, uh, you know, puts Esquire after his name, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a little much, right? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, yeah, no, that's great. I'm, 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 hey, I'm happy for you. Yeah, that's good. You well, don't well, want to make me mad. What, you don't want to make me mad. You are Actually, the, that's a, that's a, you are the untamped <laughs> <laughs> and the breaker of names and the breaker of names. Breaker. No, that, that's that's true. <laughs> that that goes without saying. Yeah, you know this is a this is a fun episode, man. It's a Squire Select <laughs> episode, and at the at the top of the show, before we dive in, I got to give a big shout out to Cody R. Dewitt. The what? DeWitt, Cody R. DeWitt, who uh, <laughs> is, of course, a, uh, a CSR Pipe Club member who has written a song called Me and the Whiskey, and it's fantastic. And yeah, he's so no, that's right. Yeah, man, he has graciously allowed for us to be able to play that at the end of this episode. And so I'm very excited to include that here. Also, we got to give a major shout out to Pipe, Pipe Club members, new Pipe Club members. We got two new squires, two new, new pilgrims. Joining at the Squire level, we've got Chad Willand. It probably is Willand. Yeah, it could be Wyland, but um, yeah, one or the other. Hey, welcome, Chad. And not the breaker of names this time, Mike Ozzy Flyer Morgan. That, I think you nailed it. Yeah, two in a row. Mike Morgan. All right. <laughs> I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. I'm loving this. All right, Pilgrims. Here, let's see if I can keep this going. Uh, Christopher Wiles. Yep, Christopher Wiles. Thanks, thanks for joining at the Pilgrim level. And then finally, if I'm four for four, I'm hitting this out of the park. Here we go. Philip G. Uh, R- 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 <laughs> Philip G. Ruski. It finally caught up with you. Yep. <laughs> uh, you want to take a crack at that one? Uh, I, th- I think it's Rushi. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Maybe, maybe Rushi, Philip Rushi. Rushi? Anyway. Hi. Yeah. Phil, Philip, we are grateful for you, man. All, all for you guys, uh, Chad, Mike, uh, Philip and, and Chris, um, gosh, thank you so much for joining, uh, at the, at the Squire and, and the Pilgrim level. Um, gosh, you know, Country Squire Radio, Radio International Pipe Club. We, uh, we couldn't do it without you. You're a, you're a major part of, uh, you know, what we're trying to do here and keeping us going and helping us innovate and, um, and all those things. And we're, uh, we're, we're really thankful for you. 
Absolutely, man. All right. So it's a Squire Select, baby. Now, this is a very specific Squire Select. Uh, For those that are unfamiliar, Squire Select is where we take various beverages uh, historically and pair them up with pipe tobacco. Now, we've done this in a couple of different fashions, but more often than not, we like to include uh, whiskey. That is kind of our go-to. and. You know, this is kind of the Squire Select for when when you've gone <laughs> off to St. Louis and you've spent all your money and you come back and you're completely dirt broke. You went you went to go like buy like one pipe, but then you came back with six. And right. so <laughs> Which I think know. both of us did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So this is that this is that post Chicago, post St. Louis That's type right. of Squire Select. This where is- we went no, th- this is the crummy scotch edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the best way I know to put it, man. And 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 I'm really <laughs> excited about this, dude. We, uh, you, you know, it, it's good. Uh, crummy scotches have their place, and uh, you know, we, we were talking about crummy scotches. We were, uh, you know, typically thinking about those, uh, you know, kind of. Uh, obviously, blended blended Scotch whiskeys, things that are more uh, affordable, shall we say? That's retail speak <laughs> for cheap. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, yeah, you know, we just wanted to, uh, you know, kind of kind of go there. Uh, I know you've been, uh, you know, occasionally, uh, you know, maybe mixing some, uh, you know, some some uh, Scotch cocktails here and there. And I've, I've I recently have been reintroduced to a uh, a uh, crummy Scotch that uh, has a lot of fond memories for me and uh, have sipped on that some. And so, yeah, I thought we thought we'd go there a little bit and pair them up with some excellent tobaccos that hopefully will compensate for their quality. And uh, <laughs> That is actually really good because it almost does beg the question. If you if you're saving the money on the whiskey, do you, do you spend a little extra dollars to get the quality stuff on the tobacco? Well, you know, so I mean, that, I think that's part of it, right? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's that's good. You, you get to, uh, uh, you, you know, you can either do that or you can double down on uh, on, on inexpensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and then uh, like and then you'll have something to to line the bottom of your hamster cage with and uh you know and feed the I, hamster and, and, and yeah i mean maybe you know at that <laughs> little point, drip you, bottle <laughs> that's right you know you drown your hamster sorrows in uh in, in crummy scotch so uh le- leading off uh, we we could not um we could not do a uh uh, lead off with anything uh, more fitting than uh, than Cuddy Sark blended Scotch whiskey. And, oh uh, yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we're looking at a uh, just a, a, an exquisite. It, it actually is a, a handsome bottle. So we have a, uh, a Cuddy Sark. It uh, has been around a long time. We'll get into the, some history of it in a minute. But uh, in description, we've got a um, a green uh, you know 750 milliliter bottle, the uh, fifth uh, Cuddy Sark, a giant. Um, you know, golden uh, shield logo, uh, like an elongated country squire shield. It's kind of a kind of an attractive mm-hmm. logo with a uh, with a with a um, a clipper ship there in the the middle. That that is a picture of the the boat uh, named Cuddy Shark, which uh, is a museum ship now. We'll mention uh, shortly. Uh, it says Cuddy Shark, Cuddy Shark, uh, blended Scotch whiskey. The spirit of adventure lives in us all. It is the mark of true character and the desire to be different. It is the original easy drinking scotch, uh, distilled, blended, and bottled in Scotland. And uh, so, um, yeah, the, you know, this is a um, this is a uh, this. It's an inexpensive uh, scotch. Yeah, th- this retails in, in in Mississippi for about nineteen dollars a fifth, and um, you know, in, in incredibly affordable. Um, you know, the the story behind this has been around since nineteen twenty three. Uh, London, England. Uh, you know, like <laughs> like all like all uh, you know crummy scotches. It, they uh, they originate in uh, in England. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, wow. of course, uh, this scotch uh, is no different. Uh, in 1923, Francis Berry and Hugh Rudd uh, were sitting down for lunch in London, England, and thought to themselves, "What the, the what the market needs is a more accessible scotch to the everyman's palate." Right. So they, they wanted something that, um, you know, the folks that aren't used to the kind of, uh, you know, heavy peat bombs, uh, real sure. uh, sophisticated, you know, flavors and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, just something that's uh, kind of light and, and easygoing. And, uh, and, and so that's where, uh, that's where Cuddy Shark came from. You know, it's interesting. So, so Cuddy kind of came on my radar here very, very recently. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I tend to have a little bit more of a pricey palate when it comes to <laughs> scotch specifically uh-huh. and, you know, bourbon as well and basically any kind of whiskey. But I was, uh, I actually, I was going and I was kind of restocking the, uh, the old, the old butler's pantry and, uh, and, you know, I, I saw a, a particular rye that I'm kind of blanking on the name of, but it's kind of one of the pricier selected ryes. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I love this stuff. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get this. But it kind of knocked out my my scotch budget, so to speak. <laughs> and so there was kind of this question of like, well, you know, maybe maybe I should branch out or root out. I don't know which is more correct in this situation. Right. Instead of, uh, you know, trying to just, you know, save face and saying, well, maybe I'll get scotch next month. You, you, uh, you know. <laughs> You went all in, right? You're well, like, well, no, I've got this hole in my cabinet. We uh, apparently have a butler's pantry. That's fantastic. Congratulations. And Well, you know, it's Texas. Yeah, you know how people do in Texas. For the uh, for the untamped, I mean, you know, and, and the breaker of names, uh, you know, you're going to you, – uh, what what is a butler's pantry without scotch? And so, uh, yeah, no, I mean, cut, Cutty Shark, yeah. <laughs> and that's the beauty of having a butler's pantry but filling it with cheap, uh, cheap, cheap liquor. Uh, but anyway, so – oh, man. That's like the, you know, folks that – uh, pull the uh, Mercedes up to the, uh, you know, um, I, I don't know, like Gulag or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Right. But anyway, right. so uh, so yeah, no, this this stood out to me though. I mean, the 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 branding in particular, the you know, the beautiful ship and the the kind of the gold uh, gold shield, as you mentioned, kind of caught yeah. my attention. And the price point didn't hurt, given where my budget was at the moment. Yeah, so I thought, yeah. you know what, I'm going to try this. And so I bring it home. And uh, and I and I sip a little bit of it, and I actually I even put, but I think before I even open it up, I throw it up on the Country Squire Radio uh, Twitter handle, and I'm like, hey, you know, went cheap this time? Did I make a mistake? And the vast majority of everybody was like, no, this is actually fairly decent scotch. Okay, uh, or at least you know, it's not to say it's fairly de- decent scotch might be a little bit too generous. <laughs> well, it's a good alcoholic beverage yeah it, it's very smooth it's very enjoyable i don't know that i would go to it thinking hmm i want some scotch this is the direction i go yeah in. but unlike most cheap scotches i actually do enjoy drinking this and it gave me an excuse because of how cheap it is to kind of dive into the world of cocktails as it relates to scotch okay. and man i found one that that i kind of want to share because before we really kind of <laughs> you know pair this up with the tobacco I, I feel like we should encourage people to drink it the right way you know what i mean okay okay all right so <laughs> i really can't wait please lay it on us no it's good man it's called it's it's arno's special cocktail now this is actually a, a very historic drink okay uh, in the 1940s and 50s it was the signature cocktail at the legendary arno's restaurant in new orleans 
And for uh, our folks that live in New Orleans or from around that area or those that have just gone to visit, they know that Arnaud's is it's a historic restaurant, man. Like in 1918, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is when it was uh, opened up. And is actually kind of credited as the creator of a couple of different cocktails, including the French 75, which is a, another kind of personal favorite cocktail of mine. And so, you know, when I was like, okay, you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna kind of explore the world of making Scotch cocktail, uh, or, you know, Scotch cocktails, I'll do two things: one, I'll go cheap, and two, I'll go New Orleans. And what better way can you go? So, you, so, you, <laughs> so I encourage you to look this up. You mix this with a little bit of uh, sweet wine and a couple of orange bitters, and you got yourself a, a, a pretty decent little uh, cocktail right okay. here. Yeah. Now you said sweet wine. Did you use like a like a Riesling or a, a no, some kind of no, Moscato? No. What? what- this is more of like a, a what do you a du, Dubonnet's ro, Rouge Roger <laughs> Dubonnet ro, uh, uh, Rouge rather Dubonnet Rouge would be kind of the way to go if if I'm pronouncing okay. that correct. Now for Which me, you're probably not. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm not. <laughs> for me, man, I actually don't. I'm not familiar with that. So I, yeah, I'm not sure. You can sub it out. Like what I've been doing is kind of subbing it out with sweet vermouth. And it works just okay. Fine. And so it's a okay. it's a nice okay. nice tasty little drink. You garnish it with an orange. You put some orange bitters in there. You pack your pipe, and you're good to go. In fact, when I found this cocktail recipe, it was kind of positioned right next to a nice bent, uh, healthy bold pipe, uh, ready ready to be smoked alongside of it. I actually posted that picture out on uh, on Twitter as well. Okay. So uh, if we are going to pack that pipe, what do we pack it with? Well, yeah, okay, obviously. So let's 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 talk just a little bit more about Cutty Shark. So we have um, we have the obviously the the British clipper ship there on the front, and uh, that is you know a homage to the the boat itself, Cutty Shark, which was a uh, you know a a clipper that carried things like wool and tea all over the world. It's now a museum ship in uh, Greenwich uh, area in uh, outside of London. You know, it's just a uh, just an interesting whiskey. It, it like you said, it, uh, it the 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 um, internet moniker of this whiskey or the uh, the the labeling that they give themselves is uh, proud to be different. And also, uh, right following that, it says uh, "born to mix," and uh, and they weren't lying. <laughs> uh, it's I, I think you're right. It's a good uh, it's a good it's a good scotch for uh, you know for a mixture like that. Yeah. So I was looking for something to uh, you know pair this with that had um, maybe a little more um, I, I don't I don't know just some more complexity, something that uh, could kind of you know uh, like you said, Cutty Shark. It's it's good for what it is. Make some uh, nice cocktails with it and things of that nature. And so. Um, I really, you know, to me found that this particular one, it, it was best for mixing, you know, and mm-hmm. so, um, you know, just kind of had that, uh, there was a little too much sharp kind of medicinal flavor to it when it uh, was, was consumed straight to me. And so uh, you'll get a little vanilla, a little smoke, but uh, it, it's very light uh, and, and it kind of has a, a medicinal background, which I, I think just really goes well. So other, you know, Scotch cocktails too, um, the, uh, the rusty nail, the Rob Roy, the one I, Bo, I, I found this and thought you, uh, you'd be interested in this. Did you know there was a, a cocktail called the Presbyterian? Oh, no, I did not. There is. And it's actually, it's actually pretty good. And I, and I would, I would recommend it for, uh, this particular Scotch, the Cuddy Shark. Um, you know, like I said, th- this is a, a Scotch. It advertises itself to be born to mix and and it really it really is <laughs> and uh the presbyterian's good because it, it is two parts uh scotch or two ounces of scotch two ounces of uh ginger ale and two ounces of club soda and so um just real simple but I, you know pretty doggone good when you think about um you know what do i do with the with the scotch like this that has some nice vanilla uh light 
notes with uh, you know a little bit of smoke flavor, but you kind of want to uh, tone it down a little bit, make it cool and crisp, good summertime drink, um, and uh, you know kind of maybe hide some of that medicinal uh, background. And so, um, so anyway, uh, I, I would recommend that. I thought it was pretty good. With that, I, I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to pick a tobacco that is truly superlative. <laughs> uh, that uh, that I thought would kind of help uh, help this particular uh, scotch, and uh, this is a super flavorful tobacco. It is one that you may have trouble getting your hands on, but um, but it's it's super good, and I think uh, if if you can or if you've got a buddy that'll uh, let you bum a bowl, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. This is Jermaine's Special Latakia Flake, and uh, Special Latakia Flake. You know, I mean, again, we're talking about a Jermaine blend. These are the folks that um, you know make uh, Esoterica. We uh, you know, interviewed our, our buddy Josh at the Chicago Pipe Show a few weeks ago to to talk about that and the production of these things and how hard they are to get and all that kind of stuff. Jermaine Special Attakia Flake, or SLF, uh, as people say on the internet, they, um, you know, it, it's a it's a really complex tobacco, and and for me, in the cocktail form of this uh, whiskey, paired nicely because it just uh, added some depth, added some com- complexity. Uh, Jermaine Special Attakia Flake is a mottled flake. It's packed uh, very tightly, um, you know, in into this little two ounce uh, tin. Uh, uh, you know, Latakia Orientals. Uh, you know, Virginia's. Um, you know, it, it's it's medium strength. It's smooth, uh, and and you know the the flavor is medium to full. So uh, we're talking about as far as the strength goes. Uh, you know, a, a more medium bodied tobacco. Uh, you know, if anything, you'll get your uh, strength of the tobacco itself from the Virginia and the Orientals, but the the flavor comes from a um, you know that that forward Latakia, which uh, really makes itself known. Yeah, so, um, packaging wise, I mean, it's yeah. got that kind of uh, I, can I say retro at this stage? Kind of, um, I think so. Yeah, no, kind of the better. Altoid style uh, container tin uh, with, and it's it's, uh, it's appropriate too because the branding in terms of the uh, carrying on the the, the sea sea worthiness uh, in the background, you've got. A, uh, what appears yeah. to be a river with kind of maybe a steamboat going along. Uh, it's all basically in kind of yellows, oranges, reddish, pinkish, you know, type of hues. So it's all yeah, it kind of aesthetically goes with the scotch, doesn't it? It, it doesn't pop as much as the uh, as the Cuddy Sark, but I would imagine the flavor pops way more. <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it's really good. Obviously, as you can imagine, something from Jermaine. Um, I, I I like this the um the spices of you know this tobacco. It it you know you've got a spiciness in the tobacco. It intertwines the tobacco. Also, uh, once you get through the initial Latakia uh, bump, you get a lot of dark fruit. Uh, a, a light grass flavor, and there's a little bit of citrus on the finish, which I think is really nice. Um, you know, it, it, this is a very Latakia forward uh, blend, and so it it adds that uh, kind of peat uh, that that you might be missing in the in a in a lighter Scotch, uh, kind of to the pairing a little bit, mm. uh, and it burns cool. So you know, a lot of uh, folks. You know, when they think of Latakia blends, they think of fall, winter. Uh, you know, if you're going to have a, a nice scotch cocktail and, uh, you know, something kind of spritzy with maybe that ginger ale soda or something in there, um, you know, that might go might go well with that. And, and it does burn burn cool, uh, so it's good for hot weather months. So it's complex and interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, what, one thing about germane tobaccos that we all uh, are kind of aware of, they can be a little moist on the front end. And so, uh, you know, you may want to... Um, let it cool down or let, let it dry out a little bit before you load it in your pipe. And, uh, and I think you'll enjoy it more that way. 
So that's good, man. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, so, you, you know, just pairing kind of a, a nice complex blend uh, with something that uh, that might need a little more, uh, a, l- a little help, uh, you know, it, it's certainly by itself. Uh, but in a good cocktail, I think it uh, I think it can be uh, be a good a good pairing. Well, there you go. All right. All right. So uh, doing your best to help out the Cuddy Sark. Not necessarily, uh, <laughs> not necessarily doing your best to help out us though, because the second one is one that you chose, and and who oh boy, when you say you've got good memories of this next one, I do not. I I have memories of this next one. I don't know yeah. how good they are. Yeah. No, that's right. That's right. We uh, we are we are going down memory lane for me anyway with uh, Dewar's White Label. <laughs> uh, Dewar's White Label. Uh, it is blended Scotch whiskey and um. Boat seems like we may have mentioned Dewar's at some point in a. Uh, I, I don't know. We may have talked about it at some point on on the air. I can't remember, but um, man, I, you know, doers. Every time I, uh, I I crack open a bottle of it, first of all, I actually think it's pretty good uh, for a blended whiskey. And it's well, one of, of those course that, you do. <laughs> I, of course I do. Of course I do. You know, yeah, it, it's one of those. Like you said, you can uh, put it in a good cocktail, but. Um, it, not a ton of flavor. I mean, I, obviously, you know, we're, we're not talking about, uh, you know, real nuanced, uh, you know, scotches here, but I think for everyday, uh, whiskey, you know, it, it's all right. And it, of course, every time I crack open a bottle, it reminds me of, uh, you know, all those, uh, wonderful mistakes I made in college. So mm. <laughs> interesting. Yep. So, so for me, man, this, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's also very much a, um, it is a simple sippable, if you could call it that, uh, cheap, yeah. cheap scotch. Yeah, I uh, the, the the my problem with doers it's it's twofold. One is you can tell when you're sipping it that they tried to do something like like they they tried like with Cuddy they didn't try they knew what they were making you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, they were they, making born to mix that's what they said exactly exactly <laughs> they were making a scotch to to mix with other beverages to kind of you know be because you can't you can't take like some high class scotch and turn it into a cocktail like if you tried that the person sitting next to you standing next to you or, or in the general vicinity would come up and smack you in the face right as as they should right right do it exactly <laughs> so so Cuddy was like hey we're going to help you out we're going to make a scotch that is a decent sippable scotch that you can turn into cocktails doers was like the kid that actually like tried the last second and turned in that d minus and the teacher was so offended by how little effort was put in they gave an f because that's really what they deserve anyway but you can still taste the d you know what i mean you can taste the d can you taste the d john david because like you can taste it they tried they tried and it's unfortunate it's unfortunate um yeah i I have so many thoughts right now and so many directions we could go with this but um yeah (laughs) d for doers yeah d for doers john okay good you can taste it D, D, and it's, that's uh, right. That's right. Yes. Uh, that's the one thing. The other thing too is doers. Now let me go. I'm gonna go in, man. I'm no, you're right. Yeah, you've already. Uh, I mean, you look hook, <laughs> hook, line, and sinker, man. I just, I, I don't want to get in your way. Keep, keep going. Uh, un, untamped. Yeah, we, we've lost John and John and, and Son's uh, endorsement from this point. Anyway, so here's the here's the other thing. Here's my second with doers. Growing up in Jackson, Mississippi, every single time that there was some sort of like. Uh, you know, gala or fundraising event type deal where like, you know, they yeah, would you go to some uh, fancy one of these, uh you know, weddings or receptions with like a the rubber chicken, you know, meal that they serve at the, you know, 
Hilton Garden Inn or whatever. Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> and you get you know you're only there because like you, you you got like somebody else's ticket they didn't want or something or some organization was like, hey, our employees were, were supposed to go, but they didn't even want to go. So here you can go and and sit at our table. That that sort of thing. And I'm not bashing any <laughs> of the organizations that have invited me to all of these fine fine events. But here's the deal: they always always talk about open bar and what do they have behind the bar every single time it's doers it's doers. It's yep doers <laughs> so, uh, so many events i wish i wasn't at just sipping on doers i'm such a hater i mean I, no that's great I, I i understand i mean like like you said like you said you can you can uh you can taste the doers <laughs> there man they tried uh, they tried they, they they went for that d and and they got it yep yeah, yep yeah, they, they did they sure did uh <laughs> they got it but they deserve uh, an f they it, deserve uh, an f no fantastic you know it, it it is one of those things like uh, doers does sell itself i think as being more of a uh you know drink on its own um it merits whiskey right it's one of those things it, it doesn't you know cutty shark like you said it's honest about kind of what it's being uh hey mix this with uh you know something else to make something that's actually drinkable <laughs> you know yeah. for me doers that you know it has um I, I like doers. I think it is more drinkable. Is it a fine scotch? Um, no, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's a fantastic scotch, but is it a, is it a good drink in its own right that, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like it, right. It's got, uh, you know, some interesting, uh, you know, notes of, uh, you know, vanilla, and, uh, you know, honey, uh, it, it's, it's got a warm flavor. You get a little bit of citrus, but it's, these are not complicated, you know, uh, alcohols, right? I mean, they, they haven't, uh, they're, they're not super complicated. You know, what, what doers did, how they developed, they came around in 1846. And, um, this is a whiskey that, um, you, you know, it was, it was the first, uh, one of the first uh, rather blended whiskeys. And so it, it actually, doers was kind of the, uh, the original recipe that kind of paved the way for other, uh, you know, single or uh, I'm sorry, blended, uh, you know, scotches. And so, um, you know, in, instead of your single malt scotch, you had these, uh, you know, multiple uh, whiskeys that were married. What they, you know, did, they uh, kind of made a proprietary uh, deal where they, you know, would uh, take different, uh, you know, scotches, they would blend it and then they would let it sit uh, for a longer time in a, uh, in a oak barrel after it was blended. And, and that, you know, marriage process kind of started the whole uh, blended whiskey revolution or whatever. And so, you know, did they do it perfectly? I, I don't know. I mean, no, but <laughs> I mean, well, it depends yeah, on what I mean, you're after. I mean, like, you know, this was the practical joke to the industry. Do John and Sons, we're straight up laughing when they were making this. They were laughing at the first person that bought the barrel. They're like, I can't believe we got away with this. <laughs> then that person served it to folks and is laughing at it. You still go to any uh, a fundraiser for uh, cardiovascular uh, uh, warranty in investment insurance work <laughs> to benefit the kids, <laughs> and you will sit there. And when they're when they're serving you your quote unquote scotch and it's doers the the guy behind the bar the lady behind the bar the bartender they're uh, laughing at you the tradition I don't know man lives I, I, I think I think doers is great I, I'm I'm for it so man doers I, you know we have differing opinions on it clearly that's perfectly fine what I what I am sure of though is that whether you love it or you hate it you've got a great pairing for yeah us. so so how redeem doers in my eyes and enhance it in yours what, what are we pair this with? we are pairing doers uh, with. 
what are we pairing doers with? I have to reach for my uh, <laughs> tobacco selection over here. John Aylesbury. Uh, uh, we've got John Aylesbury Scottish Blend. And uh, John Aylesbury, of course, we've talked about some of these tobaccos mm. before. Um, it, you know, it, just excellent tobaccos. They're out of uh, Germany, made by Planta. And, uh, of course, that means their uh, tins are going to have all this uh, crazy German writing all over it, which is uh, fun to <laughs> fun to muddle your, muddle your way through. But it's a uh, Oriental Latakia uh, Black Cavendish and Virginia blend, and uh, just a super tobacco. I thought this was fun uh, because it, it it does give some added body uh, to the doers, which tends to be a little more sweet. You know, uh, it's Scottish blend or a mild English. It's uh, reminiscent to some degree of Frogmorton, uh, which is interesting. You know, these uh, Frogmorton tobaccos featured uh, all these black Cavendish recipes, basically, uh, you know, tobaccos that uh, had a healthy dose of that uh, uh, unflavored black Cavendish just to kind of soften it up some. And so, uh, you know, this particular tobacco is no different. It it uh, has the black Cavendish up front with Virginias and then uh, Latakia and, and Orientals uh, in in the rear. Um, you know, it, I think this is a little Latakia forward to be considered uh, a a real Scottish blend, and so you know it, it does have a pretty pretty healthy dose of Latakia uh, there, which um, you know uh, to me would make it more of a mild English, but it's interesting on the tin it actually says uh, John Ellsbury Scottish Blend English Classic and uh, so it, it might have a little bit of confused uh, <laughs> you know, understanding here, but um, anyway, great great tobacco it's pretty inexpensive if you can find it, actually, this t- particular tobacco Runs about uh, seventeen dollars for a hundred gram tin, which is a larger, uh, larger mm. size can. It is a paint can style, uh, so it's not. Uh, it's yeah, gorgeous. Re- really, like it is. It is one of the more gorgeous kind of branding styles and everything with the the beautiful green. Yeah. I mean, like you know, you talk about classy. I mean, how dare you? <laughs> you talk about classy <laughs> an approach with you know the uh, the 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 folks sitting around enjoying their pipes in conversation with that. Uh, layover of kind of that that rich kind of um, almost clover green that really makes kind of the golden lettering pop out. I mean, yeah. it's a tin, yeah. and yes, that that pink style uh, can, but one that just makes you just kind of want to pick it up and be like, "Ooh, yeah, that's right here." <laughs> it does. Uh, I mean, it, it really does stand out on the shelf, and it looks it looks really really sharp. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, it uh, kind of that uh, chunky paint can sized uh, little tin with uh, it, it has a uh, the plastic lid on it that you would think of from any. Uh, kind of Cornell and Deal style tin, but then you open it up and underneath mm. that uh, is a uh, the little paint can topper, uh, which is nice. So um, this is not a vacuum sealed tin, and so uh, you know the the can the tobacco itself can be a little dry. Uh, it's one of those that if you do want to age uh, for a longer period of time, you may consider putting it in a uh, in a mason jar. But uh, not not a super complex blend, but very satisfying, uh, and I think pairs with the the doers, which is is very drinkable. You know, doers, uh, you, you can uh, you know sip it uh, you know pretty easily, <laughs> and uh, you know it, the the doers is drinkable as this tobacco is puffable. It's a Latakia that uh, is very uh, you know it's very approachable, and it's one of those things that you can just kind of uh, you know kind of smoke. And um, and and really not have to worry about too much. It takes care of itself and uh, is a very um, very approachable uh, tobacco. If you're not if you haven't smoked a lot of uh, Latakia blends, uh, you know the John Ellsbury Scottish blend. It might be a good place to start uh, because of the Latakia 
uh, percentage in in this particular blend, and and it's kind of the same way Dewar's is really for uh, for Scotch drinkers, right? I mean, uh, you know, it's it it's not a super complex, not you know, real peaty or anything. It's just kind of a you know semi sweet, you know, sippable drink, and so uh, you know, I think the two go together uh, pretty nice, and uh, you know, so anyway, that's kind of uh, that's kind of what we got. All right. Well, good stuff, man. All right. Well, okay. All right. This is this is legitimate. This is legitimate. Uh, maybe, maybe with Scottish blend, doers is perhaps something to consider. Uh. <laughs> I, 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 no, that's fine. That's fine. Look, but it, I, I can, uh, I definitely think overall we got some some great pairings. And also, you know, we we get flack, man, from time to time that when we do a Squire Select, we do go a little bit yeah. too pricey, and you know the. And you know there there needs to be kind of a uh, you know the 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 budget friendly uh, variety the 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 more readily accessible you know we got college kids out there with with uh, you know uh, you know have have uh, have have no no yeah no they money might have uh, you know cabernet taste but uh, you know uh, natty light uh, budget right <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly, and so we try to we try to be mindful of that, and uh, hopefully this uh, this gives you a little something, and uh, maybe next time we'll have something a little bit higher end. Uh, here's hoping anyway, <laughs> but but uh, you know the great thing is though that just because you're saving money doesn't mean that you have to be giving up quality. In fact, there's a lot of great quality products that you can get for very very affordable weight, uh, rates, especially in the pipe community with our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right, man. Absolutely. Of course, we are fresh from Missouri Meerschaum's factory up in uh, Washington, Missouri, and had such a good time there. And um, so, yeah, uh, you know, it, coming back from uh, Washington, it was so great to see uh, how they make these pipes. And again, uh, we mentioned that a lot of these pipes up in Washington are, you know, at Missouri Meerschaum in their factory. They are hand turned on a lathe. And one of the pipes that really stood out to me uh, that uh, that are all made there by hand is the Great Dane Spindle. Uh, corncob pipe and uh, mm, spindle's beautiful yeah, yeah. it's got such a uh, intriguing shape i think uh you know it's a chunky pipe it's got a generous bowl uh it's one of those pipes that uh just really um you know has a nice form factor it's good to look at but the the main reason i love this particular pipe is that it fits so nicely in your hand uh it, it just is that chunky uh bowl but also the curvature of it uh the the great dane spindle it really does fit nicely in your hand and uh and and goes well with that uh that generous size bowl so um available in a bent and a smooth and a straight stem uh missouri mirsham says the great dane spindle corncob pipe uh, is a nod to the old world craftsman and perfectly demonstrates the skill of our pipe makers on the lathe uh, designed to fit comfortably in the hand uh, for both right and left-handed smokers the unique and uncommon spindle is a mainstay in our line of larger unfiltered pipes Uh, the pipe is unfiltered and has a genuine hardwood insert in the bottom of the bowl uh, available in bent or straight and uh, you can actually buy it at corncobpipe.com straight from missouri meerschaum and uh, those only retail for a very affordable twelve dollars and 59 cents and so um yeah check them out uh if you've got a great dane we'd love for you to uh let us know yeah be sure to smoke it this week and if you do take a picture we'd love to retweet those out to uh, let the good folks at misery meerschaum know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show when everyone's on the same page getting things done at work is easy no matter what you do or what industry you're in how you communicate is key everything you type is equally important to collaboration and grammarly can help think of it as your ai writing partner empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace 
96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. All right, man, we got a pipe question of the week. This is kind of long. It comes in from uh, Dominique Rose, or Ross, rather. Uh, here is what Dominic had to say. Hey guys, first off, a big congratulations on the 300th episode. I'm sorry I can't watch live as I'm in the UK, but look forward to the podcast or maybe the recorded YouTube show. I've been listening a couple of years, but I've listened avidly since I found it and always learned something new. You guys keep the show interesting and fresh, so I rarely feel like it's rinse and repeat. Podcast, <laughs> which is quite a feat after 300 episodes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I always smile and enjoy the friendship and camaraderie you two share. Also, a big congrats to JD on the soon-to-be new arrival and Bo for the big move and not letting the show end. Uh, okay, now down to brass tacks. I've heard you mention several times on the show that several tobaccos should be sipped so as not to evoke the dreaded tongue bite. My question is, and maybe a little daft, but how do you, quote, sip your pipe? My current method of smoking is the rebreathing method that Mutton Chop Piper describes on one of his YouTube videos. This is where you breathe normally through the pipe, which draws the smoke into the mouth, then back into the pipe to be exhaled with the occasional mouth exhalation. Would this be considered sipping? I found this method works best for me, but always wondered if I was missing another uh, something by not taking Man. it slower. I found this method most useful when smoking my pipe and doing something manual with my hands, most notably at work. I, wor I work as a telephone engineer and often sit at a roadside cab doing connections, sometimes for up to an hour tracking down a fault. I found out that I found I can often keep my pipe going for most of the time by sitting there doing my work. 
but would a slower sipping bring something more? Love the show and can't wait for the next 300 episodes. Great as always from the UK, Dominic Ross. Thanks, Dominic. What a great, uh, what great feedback! What a great question! And um, yeah, we're so grateful for you to uh, to listen and chi- and chime in, Dominic. Um, yeah, you know, I I I love the the rebreathing method, you know, that you mentioned uh, that you got from Mutton Chop Piper, um, you know, on YouTube. I, I think there's a lot of uh, wisdom to that, uh, particularly for keeping your pipe lit. Um, you know, and, and enjoying your smoke, the flavor, and, and um, you know, also keeping it lit and uh, helping with tongue bite. When I, when I talk about sipping your pipe, you know, sipping your pipe, for me, that means, uh, you know, smoking it at a very slow pace. And so, it, you know, I've been trying to figure out how exactly to uh, phrase this or maybe uh, word it in a way that would make more sense over the air. But, you know, when you when you light your pipe initially, you have to puff uh, you have to puff quick and and hard and and deep to to get that flame kind of deep in that bowl to get the pipe initially lit. Um, and, and you know, so you, when you light your pipe, you think these big billowing smoke, uh, you know, clouds of smoke and 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 all that, and um, and and that's right and good. But after you get your pipe well established, right? So you've lit your pipe, you've got a nice rolling smoke, and uh, you know, you've tamped your ash a couple times, and it and it, and you feel like you've got a really good even burn. Um, you know, when I talk about sipping your pipe, I, it, it's it's at that point when you've done all those things that now you start to slow your pace down. And slowing your pace down, that is where uh, you're you're puffing uh, much more gently, and uh, and 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 it you know a more drawn out uh, you know cadence, uh, very uh, much uh, less less often. Um, and so as you're doing that, what happens is your pipe will begin to burn at a cooler temperature, and so. It's more. It, it's less about how you're uh, kind of breathing in and out, and more about really just the uh, the cadence of uh, and and the and the strength of your puffing. And so you know, it, it's it's learning to become uh, satisfied not just with the big billowing clouds of smoke, but also uh, satisfied with just the nice uh, wispy uh, small puffs that you take here and there to keep your pipe lit. Um, you know, what, one thing I've learned, and, and I think other folks will, will say the same, is that when you do sip your pipe in this manner, uh, again, the pipe will begin to burn at a cooler temperature, and you'll start to get f- more flavor from your tobacco. And so anytime you can, you can uh, you know, sip your pipe at that, uh, smoke it at a, at, a, at a lower temperature, slower cadence, uh, you know, that, that slower temperature, lower temperature, you, you start to taste less heat and more of the flavor of the natural leaf, those, uh, those nuances in the, um, you know, with the sugars of the tobacco. Uh, th- this translates, if you ever are a cigar smoker, into uh, cigar smoking. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of cigar guys, they'll tell you, you know, if you really puff your cigar really fast, you're kind of burning it in a way that doesn't allow you to enjoy uh, the flavor of the tobacco itself. And so, you know, you have to learn, uh, you, you can even ruin a cigar by puffing it too fast. And then uh, all you taste the rest of the cigar is just kind of a char flavor. Um, and the same can happen actually with a, with a pipe tobacco bowl. So, um, so learning how to sip it slowly, uh, puff it slowly, uh, those wispy, soft uh, puffs of tobacco where you're just uh, burning it at a cooler temperature. And, uh, you know, and if you do have to relight occasionally, that's fine. But don't introduce a whole lot of heat when you relight it. Just a little bit of flame and it'll, it'll come right back. So um, anyway, that's, that's kind of my response. I hope, uh, hope that helps in some way. That's an excellent question, Dominic. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, be sure to send it in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. 
Quick, Quick Fire, Fire with, with the Squire. Squire. Quick Fire Question Jones! Ow! All right, man. Quick Fire Questions brought to us by the awesome Country Squire Radio t-shirts. More on those in just a minute. First up, these are coming up from Mark O'Brien. 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 <laughs> I think it's O'Brien, but yeah, wait, man, Mark, thanks for sending them in. <laughs> but it's an E. All right, all right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so here we go. This is uh, this is what Mark sent in. Ready for this? Yep. Warner Brothers or Hanna Barbera? Ooh, dang. Um, wait, this is this is tough for you. Well, I, I mean, they're both they're both like really storied, right? I mean, you've got. I'm, I'm trying to think. They're very iconic. I mean, yeah. both very iconic. I don't. I don't know. I guess. Uh, Man, I guess I'll go Warner Brothers. We've got Bugs Bunny, right? Uh, yeah. Hanna Barbera. Uh, you've got um, a number of characters. Yeah, I mean a whole bunch. I'm, I'm trying to think. Let me. Uh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Although that's more of a <laughs> Adult Swim <laughs> type of approach. <laughs> Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. No, but hold on. I mean Hanna Barbera. We've got um, Fred Flintstone. Uh, we've got. Yeah, that's true. We've yeah. got. Um, uh, Scooby Doo, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there, there's a bunch of uh, a bunch of winners there. I'm going to go with uh, Warner Brothers, but man, I I, I definitely see um, I, I see some beauty in Hanna Barbera. I do. Sure, sure, <laughs> but I mean, Scooby and and the Flintstones, notwithstanding, like I feel like Warner Brothers really like the characters like lasted the test of time. Yeah, I think you're right. Whereas Hanna Barbera, most of their cartoons feel very much of an era, uh, and so. I'm going to give it to Warner Brothers. But you're right. You're right. There's some, there's some gems in there. Uh, but most of those gems have been mined for Adult Swim, you know, adult humor with a nostalgic kick to it. <laughs> so, well, but I mean, I as know. I'm sitting here looking at it, I mean, it looks like Hanna-Barbera included, uh, you know, uh, Roadrunner and, um, you know, uh, the Tasmanian Devil. No. I mean, these are, no, that's Warner Brothers. I, that's Warner Brothers. I don't know. I don't know. Roadrunner's War- Roadrunner is Warner Brothers. Okay. All right, I know that's right. And the Tasmanian Devil, yeah, he's, he was in he was in Space Jam. Okay, you're drinking out of Mike, Michael's head right now. Okay, okay. And you don't know that the Tasmanian <laughs> Devil was in Space Jam? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna go with Warner with Warner Brothers. <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough. All right, next up, I'm gonna go with Warner Brothers as well. Uh, honey or jelly? Uh, uh jelly, but uh, I, I like honey, but I'll go with jelly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, with honey. Uh, typically, if honey's an option, then there is no other option for me. Uh, <laughs> and that includes both items on this last quick fire question: pancake or waffle? Ooh, um, man, it probably mm, probably seven times out of ten, I'll go with a pancake. But man, I I, I do like a good waffle too. If it is a straight pancake versus a straight waffle, I'm going to go waffle. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of the pancake is it's more of a canvas. So if we're talking like, you know, chocolate chip pancakes or, or like blueberry pancakes or something like that, then I'll probably be going pancakes. But if we're talking no uh, no filling, no topping or anything of that nature, I'm going to go waffle all the way. Because waffle, you can fill up. It's like got little components for various pockets full of honey. I think that's it's like a honeycomb. It's, it's, it's like a it's like a honeycomb made of bread. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. So yeah, so definitely for waffles for me. But great questions, Mark, and thank yeah, you for those, those quick good. fire questions. Yeah. Of course, quick fire questions brought to us by those Country Squire Radio T-shirts. If you've not picked up yours already, what is wrong? Get on that. Go over to Country <laughs> Squire, uh, the Country Squire online, and you will find them there. Uh, you've got uh, the the this is. 
uh, not a podcast, which is a great, uh, great shirt. We've also got the uh, the uh, Squire Scallywags for those pirate lovers out there looking for the Jolly Roger of the Country Squire to be on their shirt. So be sure to check that one out as well. Uh, hey, man, speaking of Squire Scallywags, in the new, uh, you know, in Sea of Thieves right now, they've got a, a mission where uh, this you're kind of sent out to, to find this skeleton skull yeah. and bring it back. And this uh, mystic order lady grabs it and to, to perform this ritual, she actually busts out a pipe and starts smoking the pipe. Oh, and, look at that. Uh, using the plumes as kind of a way of reading the memories of this pirate. So it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. They, no, that's great. They've been wanting to sneak pipes into that game since like the get go. Like I'm, <laughs> I knew that was the case because like you you find them. It's almost like Easter eggs in the game. You find like a a mural with somebody smoking a pipe, and then now like a year later they've got kind of pipes involved in the uh, in the in the quests and everything, and, and the concept art. It's yeah. all there. So yeah, no, nah, it's a it's a good game. Anyway, <laughs> quick fire questions. There you go. <laughs> your, your thoughts, thoughts your, your comments, comments. listener feedback. All right, man, listener feedback. And I tell you what, we were kind of running a little bit over this week. So uh, so let's go ahead and jump straight to that last one. Uh, what did KT yeah. have to say? This is an iTunes review. Yeah, KT says, my favorite podcast. And he says, uh, he or she says, I love this show. Uh, if you're new to pipe smoking or a vet, uh, you will learn and or appreciate the info from the show. Besides that, these guys are funny. <laughs> the show is good, clean, fun. I listen every week and enjoy the back episodes. This show sets the bar for pipe-related podcasts. And uh, and that's from KT. So, man, KT, thank you so much for that uh, great feedback. That is, that is really kind. Your sense of humor uh, may be a little bit questionable if you think that we <laughs> Uh, are funny, or maybe you're uh, maybe you're hitting the uh, hitting the doers or the uh, cutty sark a little too often. But anyway, or maybe you appreciate really the doers' grateful. hate. You realize the truth has been spoken on this podcast. <laughs> anyway. I, I I just have this sense that we have all these people in the doers or the cutty sark camp that are gonna just have words. You know, I think I think they're gonna have words, but that that's okay. Yeah. We're used to it. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe I just I just know, man. The marketing team over at Doers, <laughs> all of them, the executives are all listeners to Country Square Radio. Like we were about to call you, and nope, not anymore, <laughs> not anymore. Or you could call us and see how much you can buy me out for. That's that's <laughs> how much we'll both sell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, man. We uh, no, that's that's great. <laughs> but uh, thank you for that feedback. And hey, if you haven't written us a review, head over to iTunes and write us a review. We would love to get that. Uh, it's a great way to help out the show. It doesn't cost you a dime. But if you do have a few dimes, you can send the way to help the show go and grow. Head over to patreon.com slash countrysquireradio where you can become a club member just like uh, Cody DeWitt, who has got an awesome song that we're about to play here as our outro, kind of as a, a special uh, special opportunity. Can't wait to uh, share this with you. It's so great. But before we play that, let's go ahead and let them know, man. You can keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow me. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. The show's handle is at Squire Radio, and all this and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, thank y'all so much for joining us this week. Man, John David, let's go have a day. See you, brother. Right up, puts me back down. 
me sleeping in cold on that hard winter ground. And if you knew my heart, know I've been tearing apart. The things in my life that brought me to my knees. What I turn to when I can't find the light Needs to swing in my fist I want to fight It's my only friend when I'm all alone It covers my heart up too fast I'll let love decide she'll come back to me until then it's just me and the whiskey
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.